This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Marcella Arguello's mom was really disappointed when she left her job as an assistant bank manager. She said, you could have been a branch manager. What are you doing? But Marcella knew that she could succeed in comedy, and she told her mom that it would be like school. In a few years, say five to eight, she'd be graduating and really having a successful career in comedy. That prediction came true. Marcella has appeared on various television shows. She's written for a couple of shows. She's been appearing on lots of podcasts. You might have caught her on Love It or Leave It recently if you listened to that one. She's got a huge following on Twitter and Instagram, and she's just kind of a rising star these days. I wanted to talk to her because, A, I follow her on Twitter, and I think she's hilarious. And B, she seems to really love her mom and her family in general, and I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit. I think the assumption is usually that comedians have some kind of, you know, family issues or psychological drama or whatever, but I don't find that to always be true, and and I feel like especially with women. So I wanted to see what Marcella's background was like. I also wanted to talk to her about being the child of immigrants and how that impacted or didn't impact her relationship with her mom. You can tell I'm 40 because I asked her to meet me at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, which to me seemed late. (laughs) I think to anyone without kids and under the age of 40, is a little early for a podcast interview. Sorry, Marcella. She was a really good sport about it, though, and really thoughtful and interesting and smart in all of her answers. I really enjoyed talking to her, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. I'm Amy Westervelt, and this is Tell Me About Your Mother. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm curious about your first, the first memory you have of your mother and any kind of interaction with her that really like stuck with you. Oh, Lord. I mean, I was really traumatized when I went to kindergarten Mm -hmm. because I'm the baby of the family. Yeah. There's four of us. And I, I will, I, it's burned in my memory. I mean, I'm, I might have an earlier memory than that, but Mm -hmm. I will never forget my mom leaving me and just being like, bye. At the door, and I was in. T- I spent the first day of kindergarten in tears the whole day. The whole day, oh. because I just was like, "What the fuck is happening? Why yeah. am I being left alone with these strangers?" Yeah, and I just was, in, yeah, tear. And my, you know, it was my mom's fourth kid leaving them, so she was kind of like, F- "Fuck off, bye, I have, have a good day." Yeah, I get to have the house to <laughs> myself. Done. Yeah, and I'm just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I was screaming. I was really, really fucking upset. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mama's girl. 
Um, so that was, that was really traumatic. I don't, I don't know if I, I'm, I, I assume I might have an early memory, but that one really is burned in my memory. Yeah. Um, cause I was just on the floor, like what is happening? Yeah. Was that the first time that she had like left you with anyone? Or? Yeah. For, I mean, yes, because, um, I mean, and it was nice too. Cause I, you know, that, that last year I was in the house with her. Yeah. And I was like, this is a perfect life. I'm just hanging out with my mom. It yeah. Was a perfect life. Yeah. Um, and then it had to end. And then it had to end. I didn't know. And I didn't, I thought she was going to stay with me, I guess. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> my kindergarten teacher was so sweet. She was so sweet and, and patient with me. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would say that's probably my earliest memory. That's so funny. Um, and where did you grow up? Modesto, California. Central really? Valley. Modesto. Yeah. That's cool. Horse country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like what, what, I don't know, what was it like growing up there? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's agriculture and um, it's all it's it's a big it's a big small town, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think right now it's at three hundred fifty thousand um, population, wow. but it still has like a lot of small town mentality. I mean, it's a red, I mean, a red city, you know. Yeah. Like they gave it to Trump, like it's very red, and um, and uh, so it was weird. I mean, uh, growing up, it's surrounded by white folks, but there's still there's still black and brown people sprinkled around and. Yeah. You kind of gravitate towards each other, but um, the two people I know from Modesto are, are both black. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want, are they newer residents to Modesto? Oh, they're oh, wow. They're yeah, so they're hardcore. Yeah. yeah, they're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Because we've actually gotten a lot of black residents because uh, of like the gentrification happening in Oakland, mm-hmm. the surrounding areas. Like so they're coming to the, yeah. So yeah. they're coming to Central Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's just yeah, it's. It's it has everything you need if you don't need a lot. You know what I mean? Because it's like I hate when people are like, "Oh, Medusa's so boring." I'm like, "No, you're boring." Because yeah. you can make the most out of anything if you you know with the perspective of of you know being positive and shit. Yeah. Um. Like I don't I don't need to go out at every weekend and have a full house. Like I it's just too much. Yeah. I'm like figure figure out how to satisfy yourself. I don't yeah. know. That's my that's the way I was raised though. Yeah. My parents were that way. Okay, well that's interesting cuz that's what I want to get into. <laughs> how do you um I don't know, like how do you feel like they instilled that in you that like, you know, you like entertain yourself, you don't have to constantly be entertained by other stuff. Well, you know, my parents uh came to this country in the early 80s. They fled El Salvador, the civil war and um as a result it was just us, you know, like, yeah, we had family in the Bay Area and, and friends in the Bay Area, or I should say they had family and friends in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we just followed them. But, you know, they ended up in Modesto for a job opportunity my dad had. And um, it was us. It was just the six of us. And for a long time, it was like, it's, we have to have, we have to make the most of everything and within our house, you know, our house was our little, our little safe haven. Mm-hmm. So I always remember... Like if we had like New Year's Eve parties or or, or whatever, um, we would like make our dolls and our toys our guests. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, yeah, you know, and we would, they would <laughs> dance with our dolls and our toys. And like they definitely were like, do, do make the most of what is in this house, you know? Yeah. Um, it was very DIY. Um, and I always liked that. I mean, it was cool. I mean, even even entertaining ourselves in the sense of like, just draw, just draw. Just yeah. draw. Just sit here and draw. We would fucking draw for hours. We, we yeah. Which I mean, I'm. I assume there's a lot of parents that are still that way, but there's something about like uh, <laughs> not as many. Like, so I'm a parent, um, and like this is a this was a, like a one of the reasons I left the Bay Area was because mm. I felt like we we're just surrounded by um, 
kids that had like phones and too like, much iPads technology in their hands yeah. all the time and i was like Ugh, this yeah. is like this is gonna be hard to like yeah be the like just draw parent right. in this environment you right know? right yeah <laughs> So, yeah. So I took the the coward's way out. And yeah, like, headed yeah, for the hills. That feels. I mean, that's not the coward's way. That's a brave person's way out because you're like, fuck this. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. Um, do you have memories of your mom? I don't know of of like the first time that you sort of saw your mom as a, a human and not just your mom. You know, I what I will say is I remember. The moment I was like, she's a woman mm-hmm. was, um, you know, we, we would shower together and I just remember looking at her body, like, you know, her breast her pubic hair. I was yeah. like, that's a woman. I get to be that when I grow up. I was like <laughs> so excited that I get to grow into this, this human body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just this little kid like, oh, this is so fun, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I remember that cause it, it, it's just. It's so it's so beautiful to see a natural body. Yeah, you know, and um, especially uh, well, now, especially with you know, people are kids bombarded with like Kardashian imagery and all that shit. Right. Yeah, it is nice to just to to have been raised around a woman that just loved herself as she was. Yeah, because um, that's allowed me to be that way as well. Yeah, um, but I, I I do remember that I do remember that moment specifically. We're in her little like her like the. No, not the bathtub showered situation, just like the single shower. You yeah. Know? And we were just crammed in there, me, my sister and her. Because we just like, we were, I mean, that's how close we were, you know? We were just that's like, really we sweet. just, it was just really cute, you know? Yeah. Very innocent, very sweet. Um, but I, I, I'll, yeah, that also is a, a, a memory that's burned in my brain. Do you feel like there's, um, cultural differences between you and your mom? Because like you grew up in different countries, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, there are cultural differences. I mean, for me, it's more like existing in the duality, you know, yeah. um, which has been, I mean, it's been good for me because I, as much as American culture has influenced me, I I feel like my parents instilled so much of their culture into us that my culture it is both American and Salvadorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I don't know. It's just it's. I'm. I feel lucky that I got to. I mean, you know, the perspectives that they have are so different and unique mm-hmm. compared to so many people that um that I know. You know, people like going back to DIY and just yeah, you know, doing things on your own, not depending on anyone. Like that's how that you know that third world mentality is. Like mm-hmm. you you have to do that because you won't survive if you don't. Yeah. Um, but you know, they also it's like, const- they're like constantly suspicious. You know, too. <laughs> Because of that, I mean, it's a fucked up government, and it you know right. it goes down to the people. Yeah, and our government is also fucked up. So yeah, it, and I think they're ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, so being raised with that was kind of great, you know, because I got exposed to a lot of stuff at a very young age that I don't think I would have like been able to wrap my head around if it just kind of slapped me in the face when I got older. Yeah, as it feels like is happening right now in this system where everybody you know? is like, oh, it's fucked it's, up. Here. It's fucked like, up. Yeah, yeah. Guys. <laughs> it's like yeah, guys. What are you talking Hello? about? It's yeah. Up forever, yeah. So yeah. in that regard, I'm I'm fortunate that I did have both, and that they each kind of influence each other and how I exist. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about on the the gender front? Do you feel like um, I don't know, like you have you grew up with um, different gender norms than like? Your I mean, mom my did? my my dad was so misogynistic. You know, mm. he's very old school Latino. 
Um, that all that machismo shit. Yeah, I mean that existed in our house, and um, it was it wasn't. I mean, it was tough. I mean, it. Uh, I I I always push back as soon as I could put thoughts together. I was pushing back. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like you have to explain yourself because <laughs> this whole like women can't do this because they're women. I'm like that that sentence doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I would push back for a long time, and um, but with that, it was kind of nice seeing my mom embraced her her femininity. And even though I, I don't know if she would say that she embraced her masculinity, she did because she was such a tough woman. Yeah. As her mother was as well. I mean, my 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 maternal grandmother was, I mean, she was a badass. Like she was just this tiny little woman. Yeah. She um, dropped out of school when she was in third grade to help raise her uh, siblings. Wow. And um, she had to do everything. And she's just this like quick, smart, DIY, very, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. they, they didn't have a lot. Yeah. And um, and that was passed down to my mom and it's been passed down to me and my sister. Yeah. And it's it's been kind of great to be able to e- exist with n- knowing that you can have both in one in one body. And I feel like that's more common with w- women than it is with men. Mm-hmm. That like we are capable of, of embracing the feminine and the masculine. Yes. Easier than men are capable of, yeah. of doing both at the same time. Yeah. And I, and I, I do attribute that to my mom. Like, she was the one that made made me see, like, oh, I can be a badass bitch and still wear heels and a dress and flowery prints, yeah, and, you know, and do everything and not yeah, take yeah. shit from every, anybody. Mm-hmm. But also, kind of, be, I mean, she was very. She has the opposite personality that I have. I have my dad's personality, but I have a lot of her, of her way of thinking. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, how would you describe your mom's personality then? She's um. She is, she's very sweet. Mm-hmm. She's very supportive, you know. Um, but she, she's like no nonsense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she also like barely laughs, which can fuck That's me up so a little funny. bit. Um, <laughs> but she, she is, oh God. That is a very good question. How would I describe her personality and her character? Um, she... She's scary. A lot of people were scared of her. Um, you know, I I mean, we were, we were scared of her too, but like it was interesting. Because she has these eyebrows, these Salvadorian eyebrows mm-hmm. that like they're real. I don't have them. I like shape my eyebrows to be yeah. pointy. Yeah. And, but she, she has like actual like thick pointy eyebrows yeah. that make her look like she's mad all the time. My grandma had them too. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> people just assume she's like really mean and she can be yeah but in a in a, just an honest blunt kind of way like yeah. accidentally mean mm-hmm. you know um which i think a lot of moms are really good at yes. um yeah and uh so she has that um but yeah she's very sweet she's very supportive and um she she i want to say she's understanding she can be understanding i feel like she's she like is understanding because she has to be. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, the- well, that's just the way the kids are. It's like doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. And like, what, what are you trying to say? That just you know, that's how you know that's she. Just how it is. She'll say minimal. You know, I mean, our 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 actual relationship changed after my dad passed away. Yeah, like I I almost became her spouse. I filled that role for her, which was really fucking weird and difficult to wrap my head around for a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But so I suddenly like met a new person after my dad passed away. Like she was telling me things that I was like, you should not be telling me any of this shit. (laughs) Um, And I was learning stuff um, about the family business and and about family history and and Mm. cousins and all this shit that I was like, yo, this is not for me to know. Yeah. But it's kind of cool to know too. Yeah. Um, So I, I, that's what's, that's what's been an interesting shift is like I'm learning more about her yeah. now that my dad's gone. How, um, old, um, how old were you when he passed away? It was about four years ago. Okay. So it was 29. Okay. I want to say 29. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, so it's been interesting Yeah. Um, kind of getting to know her better. That's why that question kind of like throws me off a little bit because I'm like, yeah, what is, who is she? Yeah. Because it's like I am learning a new version of her, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Is that, is that a satisfactory answer? Yeah, I feel like good. I don't even know how to answer it. I know, but that's interesting. Um, you do kind of like get different layers of mm-hmm. your parents, well, and people in general, the longer you know them. Yeah. Does she still live in Modesto? Or does yeah, she... she lives in Modesto. All my okay. family's in Modesto. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. What was her take on you uh, pursuing, you know, a, a career in, in comedy and like – also, just like something that is, um, you know, not, I wouldn't say inherently financially stable. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was hard for both my parents at the beginning, but my mom was, like I said, understanding. But I don't know if she was, you know, actually was into it. I don't think she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was supportive as much as she could be, uh, as much as I could have asked, because I wasn't expecting them to be supportive at all. Yeah. And, you know, she... I mean, it wasn't until the last couple of years, and of course, that's when I started making money and started being on television, mm-hmm. that she would constantly be like, you, you know, you can go back to school. You can. It's never too late. Because <laughs> I dropped out of school when I was 21. Yeah. And that's because that's when I started doing comedy. Because I was like, oh, this is not the thing I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and, it was, you know, they were really disappointed because – technically none of us have like a degree in anything that's useful you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my sister has a degree in fashion design and she doesn't use that mm-hmm. um and my other brother he he, he has like whatever what is it called uh what is it not the bachelor's but what's before the bachelor's associates yes that mm-hmm. kind of shit and you can't really that's you know that's yeah. not really anything yeah um and uh and she, I think they had high, like, she, my mom was like, you could be a doctor. And it's like, no, like, that's, ba- first of all, it's a bad impression of my mom. I don't know why she's an old white lady, but I, she um, wants to see the manager. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they were really disappointed with it. I think that was the thing. It was heartbreaking for them for me to drop out of school. Yeah. And then I also, um, I was, a, I was working in a bank for a while, like a bank teller. And then I became a bank, uh, like assistant manager at the bank, like really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I quit that, and they were really disappointed. My mom was really disappointed because she was like, you could have been a branch manager. And I was like, that's also a bad impression of my mom. Anyways, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, they, it's just like I kept disappointing them, and they were just like, it, you could tell they wanted to pull their hair out. But yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, I just, I just know that this is the thing. Like, you guys have to trust me. I remember, we, like, years ago, when I, lived, when I still lived in San Francisco, mm-hmm. having to explain to my mom, I was like, this is, like, its own school. I was yeah. like, think of it as, like, I'm I'm in high school when I first start, and then I go into college, and I'll be graduating by the time I'm like 30, and then I'll be like, and I listen. This was like eight years ago. I was telling her this. Yeah, this is before I was on TV, before I got writing jobs, any of that shit. Because mm-hmm. I, I believed, 
I really believed in myself. Yeah. And um, I had to kind of break it down for her in that way to be like, this is this is school. Yeah. It's a different kind of school. And uh, I was like, but it's going to, we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and I, that kind of calmed her down for a little while, but every now and again, she would still, just, you know, you could go back, you know, you could take a, you could take a course. Just take a course. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how she was. Yeah. For a very long time. It's interesting. Cause I feel like parents in general want to instill that, um, that thing that their kids like believe in themselves. Right. right? But then when they act on it, it's hard for them to Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really that's really true. I mean, you know, for my dad, it was it was a whole other thing because he was a musician in the in the seventies oh, in cool. El Salvador, and he would travel the country. I mean, travel the world. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, performing, um, and it. He knew he knew what I was up against mm-hmm. in a very real way. Yeah. Um. And and that was part of the reason he was just like, no, no, no. But he didn't. The problem with my dad was he did didn't he didn't. He never believed I was a I was as good as a person mm-hmm. as I actually was. I don't know if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. my mom always knew I was a good kid. Yeah. My dad had like a hard time wrapping his head around it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just so suspicious. Yeah. He really was just like <laughs> thought I was doing God knows what he, I don't even want to suggest anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my mom was always like, Oh, she's even now she's when people ask her about me dating, she's just like, She doesn't that's not she doesn't care about it. Yeah, I mean, I would love it if she had a kid. I, she wants me to get like accidentally pregnant. She doesn't care who the fuck it's with at this point. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not how I'm going. That's not okay. Um, but it's more like I just don't. None of these guys are worth any of my time. It's, yes. it's such a distraction. Yes. Um. So, and she's she, and I think she likes that about me as much as she would rather I have a grandkid. She very much likes that I'm like not wasting my time with a bunch of shitheads. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. all drama at the end of the day. Yes. I know my husband will occasionally be like, oh, you just want to be with some other guy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like if we ever split up, I would never, (laughs) never deal with some other fucking dude. Yeah. It's so so much time and effort. Yeah. It's a headache. (laughs) Um, So speaking of which, does she have like, yeah, what like what do you feel like you learned from her, if anything, about like relationships and all that kind of stuff? I mean, I just learned from what I saw in the house and, um, you know, she didn't have formal education. Um, She didn't have a formal education when she left El Salvador. She left El Salvador. She was like 20. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whatever. She went to high school. And um, so I learned, and, and, you know, that's part of maybe where my fear is um, with with trusting dudes and dating dudes is is it w- was watching her depend on my dad. Yeah, you know, like she was stuck at certain points. Like mm-hmm. you could tell she wanted to get out of there, and she couldn't. Yeah, um, and she never did, and it's fine. It all worked out, but um, you could tell there was moments where she was just like, "I'm trapped here." Yeah, like there is no escape, and mm-hmm. he knew that. Yeah, you know, and there and the power dynamics in that it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that that's what was eye opening for me was just like, okay, don't ever depend on a man to yeah. provide for me, and uh, just be able to provide for myself. Going back to the masculine and the feminine, feminine, yeah. you know, like we're able to 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 do the two things. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if men are capable of of both. Uh, I mean, as often as women are. Yeah. Um. So I definitely saw that and was like, okay, don't do that. Yeah. That's what I won't do. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't know how you know, they they were really strict. We weren't allowed to date. So that was um what was good actually. I started recently realizing like, thank God my parents didn't let us date. 
Because what a fucked up time that would have been today. When you're like, your first of all, your brain is growing. You know, you're yes. learning about yourself. Yeah. You can't actually, I I, uh, I interviewed, so I, I work as a reporter in my like, you know, day job. And uh, I interviewed um, this woman who's like a counselor for high school kids. There was a spike in teen suicides recently. And she was talking about all this stuff. And she was like, well, what people don't realize is that like the human brain can't actually assess risk mm. until it's until you're like 20. And I was like, oh, my God, that explains so much. It explains a lot. I mean, my understanding yeah. is the human brain grows until you're 25. Yeah. And uh, that t – so what I've taken from that is that we're all children until we're 25, which mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people agree with. But yeah. I'm like, your brain is still growing. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing fucking anything, let alone fucking, fucking yeah. and sucking. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> um, so I am fortunate that they didn't. They didn't allow me and my sister. The boys were allowed to, which is, of, of course. course, the bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's fine because then they ended up with kids too early. And I was like, well, um, uh -huh. yeah, no. yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so – and I look like now because I haven't dated or had sex in a year mm -hmm. and because um, the last relationship was real fucked up. Yeah. And, um, and I am doing so well and I'm so happy yeah and I've worked on myself so much and I started realizing like I feel like a teenager again yeah because it is that 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 like they they don't exist I don't prioritize them I have crushes that's as far as I've been going lately is just like I'll just have a crush on a guy at work or I have a crush on a guy that I kind of know and then yeah. I just kind of like get over it because yeah. the shit doesn't last those feelings do not last mm -hmm. um and it's been really nice. Yeah. I kind of say it's been. I feel like a teen, a teenager. Yeah, it's just like I get. I feel. I feel like I'm spoiling myself. Yeah. Do you Do you think that you'll have kids, or do you want to have kids? Have you, you know, I I have thought about that. Of course, I have thought about that. Um, I'm fine with either. Yeah. If I have them, I have them. If I don't, I don't. I'm mm -hmm. trying not to think about it beyond that. Yeah. I have eight nieces and nephews, so I, you know, I've and I've helped since I was 19. Mm -hmm. So it's been uh, 14 years I've been helping. So I've, I've done, like, it's so funny. One of my homegirls was like, you're going to miss out on so many experiences if you don't have kids. It's like, no, no I've won't. already mm -hmm. experienced way too much yeah. at, at a young age. And it, it has like really been like, a f now it's like a fear. It turned into a fear for a long time yeah. of like uh, having a kid. And then, um, but I, I mean, like I said, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I think we put too much on that, you yeah, know? Totally. That's how I felt too. And I was, I don't know. I have I have a lot of friends who just went through like hell mm -hmm. over it. And I don't think it's worth it no. either way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If it's an accident, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just not. I'm not like. But I also think it. it's like good that you had all that experience too. Because mm -hmm. I do think there's a lot of people. I know a lot of women in particular who, um who think that that is going to fulfill them in mm -hmm. some way or like provide something. Right. And then the reality is it, it actually like requires a lot of you. Right. And it's, so I think they end up being really like shook by it. Right. You know? Right. It's actually so, nice too, because now, now that I'm over 30 and my friends are over 30 and my friends are having kids, it's kind of nice um, that I can offer to babysit their kid. And, you know, because, yeah. you know, parent, new parents are scared to leave their kids, their babies, yes. their newborns, they're, you know, yes. six months old yeah. with somebody who says that they are good and you don't know. Yeah. Um. So it's been nice that I can just be like, guys, let me babysit. I have lots of experience. And everybody goes, yeah, no, we've, oh, we've yes. seen your Instagram, you know, you. and they're, yeah, yeah, they're so happy. <laughs> and it's yeah. good for me because I was, I don't know if you know Ahmed Barucha. Mm -hmm. He's so great. 
Um, he he has a, a six months old six month old now, mm-hmm. and I watched um him recently because I I was like begging him like please let me babysit yeah um because there are moments where I like I start jonesing yeah and uh as soon as I'm babysitting I'm like all right that's enough that's all I, I need I needed a night <laughs> yeah because he was baby boy was so un- upset with me and I had to put oh. him to sleep I had to like give him his bath and put him to sleep and yeah. he was like bitch who no. are you I don't know who you are I don't like your bony body <laughs> my mom is nice and squishy and you are disgusting please put me down and uh, I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot how." Because I haven't watched a baby baby in a long time. So yeah. it was it was. I was really glad that he hated me because yeah. I, I was I was like, "Fuck, I haven't dealt with this in a long time." And this is parenting. Yes, this is a parenting nobody talks about. You know. Yes. Yes. And experiences. You know. Yeah. And the and the good thing was, it's like I'm happy to do it again. But it's it it was just like okay, good, nice little reminder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I needed it. Yeah. Um, are there any, does your mom watch your acts? Does she like, she does. She, yeah. I mean, she, she used to come with my dad and then after he passed away, she kind of doesn't come as much, but I, which I understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, she still comes out. Are there any like jokes that you feel like are off limits for your mom? I do get scared. She will get mad at me if I do talk about certain things. Um, mm-hmm. so I do try to take it in consideration when she's there. <laughs> it was so funny because there's this great comedian, Felipe Esparza. He, mm-hmm. he is a headliner who takes me out on the road sometimes. He's a friend of mine. He has a special on HBO. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told my mom to watch it and I asked her, I was like, oh, I after, special. It's, oh really it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. And so I, um, I, I told my mom to watch it. So she's like, okay. So I called her. I was like, oh, did you watch Felipe's special? And she was like, mira, Marcela, I had to turn it off. He was so disrespectful to his parents. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, wait till you hear some of the new shit I'm writing. Um, so it, it freaks me out a little bit um, to, for her to see certain material. Um, but, you know, at some point she's going to have to accept me talking shit. Yeah, uh, about the family. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So she, I mean, she is very. I mean, she's very old fashioned too. Yeah, as as progressive as she is, she can be very old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, but he's joking, and she was like, no, but you can't say stuff like that. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> there's there's like a joke where I call my grandma a bitch. It is, but it's a joke, and I'm like, she's gonna be mad at this joke if she ever sees it. So yes. I was like, eh, well, it is what it is. <laughs> Do you feel like um I don't know, do you feel like she understands more what you're doing now or like yeah, it's still I mean, kind of foreign to her? She, you know, it is foreign to her, but she like I said, supports it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially last year because I, I got these two writing jobs and I made a lot of money. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, you know, with a lot of immigrants, it's money is important. It's very important status. I mean, that's true with everyone in this fucking country. Let's, yeah. let's not be yeah. full of ourselves here. Yeah. Um but the difference being, like, in this country, I feel like you can survive off a little yes. and still look like you're living well. Yes. You know? Yes. And, um, and which is what I did for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine and, and it's only getting better. And I... Just, that's I think that's all that they were worried about for so long is like yeah will will we have to support her yeah. after a while and I yeah. think that the two, especially with the two writing jobs because the the money's in the writing yeah and um that that I think that helped her kind of just 
like ease up and not have to worry as much. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's what's been good because I mean, seeing me on TV is cool, but it doesn't mean anything, you know? Right. What has it been like for her and for you as like a, a daughter of immigrants kind of living in the, the last couple of years of like the, the much more like in your face kind of uh, anti-immigrant crap? I mean, they're used to it. They're, yeah. They are they are used to it. I mean, it's crazy. My dad did that wasn't alive to see any of this because he would have been running his fucking mouth about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. which would have been also funny. Um, but, she, you know, she told me the story about when she first moved to Modesto, and they, you know, because they're living in the suburbs. We got this nice little house. Um, it's a very, it's, it's a white neighborhood. Yeah. And, um, and she told me, and it wasn't until, because that's what's interesting is how open she's gotten after my dad died but also now with trump Mm -hmm. it's like i'm hearing all these stories that i had never she had never shared with us Mm -hmm. and um so she she was saying how when she first so then we first moved at the house i think she walked my one of my brothers or something to school or it's something like that Mm -hmm. you know it's, it's elementary school it's walking distance so she said when she walked home um she goes in the house and then there's a knock on the door and um, it's the cops, and they're asking her what she's doing here. What are you doing here? And she was like, "What?" <laughs> they're like, um, "Why are you, why who why are you in this house? Wh- whose house is?" It? She was like, "This is my house. Yeah, I live here. Yeah." And the cops are just bugging her and harassing her at her in her doorstep. Yeah. And um, she she kind of put it together. She was like, "Oh, the neighbors a don't know me. B oh. they saw me walking. You know." First they walk I walk away, then I walk back in. Yeah. And they just assume I don't belong here. And now I'm getting harassed by these policemen. I'm yeah. have to explain myself. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And um, you know, she you know, she has dark skin, she has an accent. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they I mean, she she saw a lot, but because she's a little more on the quiet side, um, and she just kind of accepts shit, um, she, 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 you know, and that's how, how a, lot, a lot of immigrants are. Yeah, for being real, they just kind of take the abuse that's yep. happening in public because they're so scared that of what's you know repercussions. Mm-hmm. But my mom also has a, a good sense of humor about things because she told me um, when when people ask her questions and she doesn't want to talk to them, she says no, no English. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking hilarious like that's such a baller and it was one of those things where it started making me realize all those like racist white people yeah who are like you need to speak english you fucking dumbass mother <laughs> it's like no they probably do they just don't want to talk to you and i yes. was like that's so brilliant that's so funny that's such a fucking stunt and i love it so yeah. now every time i hear someone be like you gotta learn english and it's like maybe they do maybe yeah. they don't want to talk to you yeah maybe they are racially profiling you Ever think about that? I never thought about that, but it's fucking brilliant. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, Did she ever have any, like, did she ever, like, sit you guys down and talk about uh, racial stuff? No, that was never, no. I mean, and that's what I find fascinating, um, like, becoming friends with black folks here in this country was finding out that their parents sit them down and have these intense conversations at a very young age. I'm like, holy shit, I, we never had that. But also my parents were learning about the racism in this country as it was happening, you know what I mean? To them. Yeah. So I think that's the difference is that they kind of were like, what the fuck? I guess we're that 
I guess we're shitheads. Like I didn't realize we were we were like we're hard workers or good tax paying right. you know citizens. Right. Yeah. Um and uh but my my dad was like he was so vocal when like cops would bother them. Mm-hmm. Um he would always if they again, if they ended up at his door, which they always did for whatever reason, however mm-hmm. they found their way at our front front step, mm-hmm. he would always be like, I'm a taxpayer and I'm a homeowner. You don't get to tell me. And it was funny because I was like, Oh, he's like slapping their face with like, I pay your bills. <laughs> I pay your bills. You do not get to talk to me that way. And it always worked. Yeah. So I would be like really little and I would hear this shit. He would just fucking talk so much shit to them. Yeah. And it made me go, oh, okay, so this shit is happening here. And the thing was, because I'm so white passing, mm-hmm. it never happened to me. But I would see it happen to my parents. I would see it happen to my siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it never happened to me. I shouldn't say never, but it was, didn't happen often enough for me to, to to change the way that I exist. Right. I'll say that. Right. And um, so observing that made me hyper aware. I mean, that's what's so funny about yeah. people who, you know, when I started doing comedy – whatever, 12 years ago in San Francisco, I would point out all the bullshit happening like with white folks, black folks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, you're white, you're white, you're white. And they, they were just like so shocked that I, yeah. a person that they consider white, would even be discussing these things. Now everyone's doing it, yes. which is great. I think it's important, especially yeah. now with Trump in office. Yeah, It's important for everyone to call this shit out. Um, but it was weird when I first started comedy because I was like, wait, so I'm not allowed to talk about this stuff? Like, I don't understand what the fucking problem is because yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was also a little observant child, so I was taking it all in. Mm-hmm. You know, I really took it all in and and knew that this if this was happening to us, this was happening everywhere all the time. Yeah. And worse, you know, the darker you got, the worse it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Do you feel like um, your sister has a, different relationship with your mom than you do totally do they totally have i mean which was also weird for me to learn when i got older i guess i don't want to talk about it too much because it's not Mm -hmm. my story to be sharing yeah but they definitely have a different relation you know i'll say this i'm a mama's girl and she's a daddy's girl okay yeah and um and that was interesting and um it it was it's been interesting to watch because i especially now that she's a mother Mm -hmm. um it, it was it was almost like she didn't um oh god i don't want to there's I, I i guess i don't want to say these things cuz it's not like i said it's not my story to share but it's mm-hmm. just it's been interesting watching them kind of um exist now that they they both have kids you know yeah. that my sister has kids and 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 she's kind of learned cuz my sister was never maternal my sister was never maternal i was maternal like out yeah. the womb i was maternal yeah and my sister was not, and she became maternal, which was weird for us, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. It was yeah. it was very, very weird because we were like, is she going to, is she going to like get rid of her kid? Like, we just didn't know what the fuck was going to happen with her. Like, you don't know. And then out yeah. of nowhere, she just became maternal because, if, you know, the body does what it does. Yeah. And um, it's been interesting watching her kind of become a mom. I mean, she is a mom. Yeah. But becoming a like a full mother. Yeah. And watching my mom and my sister's relationship kind of shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Thank you for No, thank you for having Saturday me. Saturday morning. No, this is great. Um, this is cool. I mean, yeah. I, I was excited. I love talking about my mom. I love the idea that people are just secretly pretending not to speak English because they don't want to talk to racists. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 
So there was kind of a funny thing going on with this interview where as Marcella and I were sitting there talking about the various ways that men are just a pain in the ass, there were three men in the sound booth um, handling production on the episode. So afterwards, being my mother's daughter, I was like, hey, sorry, guys. And uh, and Marcella was like, I would like to go on record as not apologizing for shitting on dudes. Thank you very much. I'm out. Um, anyway, it was, it was kind of a funny moment and also made me then apologize to her and myself constantly for apologizing because that's where I'm at these days. Ugh. Anyway, apologize when you need to, not when you don't, is the lesson there. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Marcella. And if you want to see more of her, you can check her out in L.A. at her weekly show, Women Crush Wednesdays. You can also follow her on all of the social medias at Marcella Comedy. And you can find her online at MarcellaComedy.com, where she posts where she posts upcoming dates and tour dates and things like that. That's it for this time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Tell Me About Your Mother is produced by me, Amy Westervelt, with additional production help from Michael Ann Petrella and Natalie Wekeser. Our music is by B. Beeman, that's B-H-I-B-H-I-M-A-N, and original illustrations for each episode are drawn by James Guthman. You can follow us on Twitter at About Your Ma or on Insta at TMAMPOD, that's T-M-A-Y-M-P-O-D. We're part of the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. That's the network that I co-own with Maya Francis, another journalist. She and I really feel strongly about supporting women podcasters, and we hope you do too. If you feel the same, please check out our Patreon campaign. It's under Critical Frequency, and any donations there benefit all the podcasts on the network. So if you can give, please check it out. If you can only give a little bit of your time, we understand and we'll take it. Please give us a review or a rating at the podcast store or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us find listeners in the increasingly crowded world of podcasts. If you want to get in touch to suggest someone to interview or you have feedback for a show or just want to talk about your mom in general, feel free to shoot me a note anytime. I'm at amy at criticalfrequency.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>